0: Um, We ready for this? Sure. <clears throat> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Doing Time, where humans talk about their experiences in a psych ward. Today we have guest comedian, writer, actor, producer. Should I list all of them? Um, Should I list everything?
1: Some of those are lies already.
0: <laughs> I know. I was just, you're, <laughs> you smiled really big, so I was like, I'm just going to keep going <laughs> yeah. with everything. Uh, director.
1: <laughs> director
0: um, grammy nominated winning? oh nominated,
1: nominated. okay 2012 um yep that actually <laughs> yep that's <laughs> all right all right all that right. makes total sense
0: <laughs> um no but welcome very funny comedian zach Deach. how you doing
1: hey thanks for having me Glad yeah of to be course here. off to
0: a great start um so the first question I always ask on the podcast is how much time have you done? And I know that you haven't been in a mental health facility, so I'll preface it with that. But I do know that you've, like, been through some shit, so that's why you're here. Sure. Um, yeah. So
1: um, it's relative
0: to whatever you think time is, like, as far as, like, your struggles and stuff.
1: I mean, I've never been to a psych ward. I have a history of mental illness in my family. Um, I'm not diagnosed, but mm-hmm. um, there's quite a bit in my in my bloodline. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I haven't specifically done time. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you mean specifically, like, time in.
0: Yeah, so, like, when I say that, I, I like, like what I do mean, yeah, is, like, psych word, right? But a lot of my guests don't have. I have them on for other reasons besides them being the psych word, just, like, for different perspectives on mental health. Right. So, when I say time, it's, like, how much time you've done therapy or how much time you felt like you were trapped in your head or, like, how much time you had a long stretch of depression, like, anything that's. When that, what, like, sparks your mind when someone asks you that, you know? Yeah. That's kind of what I'm going for. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, I mean, I've gone to a fair amount of therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, Not in a while, because I don't have health insurance currently, and this is America. (laughs) Um, Amen. But, yeah, I've gone to a fair amount of therapy, um, and... That's about it, though. Like, I don't really have, like, relevant psych ward experience. People in my Mm -hmm. family do, but I don't. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So what do you, like, in terms of mental health, like, what's your perspective on it? Or what, like, what have you struggled with? That's kind of, like, what I'm asking. So
1: I've never been diagnosed with anything. um, But without being too specific, like, without talking about specific people, the generation above me on both sides of my family has um, multiple bipolar people currently. Oh, wow. Um generation before that depression for sure mm-hmm. um and then my brother uh who died in 2002 was schizophrenic like out of nowhere had a psychotic break when he was 18 oh my gosh and then he only lived to be 22 he lived four more years because he wow, overdosed so on um Either antipsychotic medication or anxiety meds. Mm -hmm. He overdosed on one of those. And we don't think it was intentional, but you can't really know. Right. Um, So, yeah, severe mental illness. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm 15% more likely to become schizophrenic than the next person. I think the likelihood goes way down uh, at my age. Mm -hmm. Like, once you're past your 20s, -hmm. it goes down. But when you're basically from, like, 18 to Mm 20-something, I was, like, way more likely to go literally insane yeah. um so fingers crossed on that one Yeesh. yeah so that was pretty heavy and he was in and out of hospitalization and stuff like that for wow. for years and i was just a kid i was like i was like 10 11 12 mm-hmm. when all of that was going down oh
0: damn so you were like what how old was that? like middle school yeah yeah no, 12 is like middle school yeah i was in like Beginning. ninth
1: grade when he died um wow. which was like out of nowhere obviously that's also like the most sudden.
0: vulnerable year as a human being like oh yeah like freshman year of high school is like all that like all that hormones and like social stuff and, oh like, yeah having such a tragedy like that like how did that impact you mentally? well
1: his mental health was a tragedy in itself like yeah. that was already such a thing um for my parents to deal with in my whole family because it was just I mean schizophrenia is really complicated mm-hmm. and I don't know that people totally understand it now but that in itself was a huge thing And then his death, that was when I was like 13, so I was super impressionable, and it shaped like my whole worldview, kind of, um, from a super young age. Like when someone super close to you, super important to you dies when you're a kid, it really, I don't know how other people deal with it, but I, it it weirdly gave me this like appreciation for people, Mm. but it also gave me this feeling like, oh, nothing matters, yeah, um, mm-hmm. Not that that's what does, I really think, well, but...
0: Does it is it more just like at any moment you could die too kind of thing? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, which, that's what I got. Which like isn't really there. going to happen. Like, I don't really think I'm going to unexpectedly die, but you go, oh, right. like life is fragile. And like his set of circumstances was pretty hardcore and pretty specific. Right. But it does give you this that's feeling like, oh, too. people can just die. Like, mm-hmm. that's a weird thing to learn when you're 13 years old and you don't know shit about it's the world. It's so like,
0: it's the thing about it is, and that's jarring to me. And I don't know if this is for you, but like, it's so hard when someone dies cause I've had people close to me, unfortunately die and like sure. never a sibling, but, um, like it's so hard to like grasp mentally that they're like not there. Like I, like, I remember one of my closest friends, mom committed suicide and like, I couldn't like comprehend that she wasn't physically there. Yeah. Like I was like maybe one day, but I was like, how? Like it like to wrap my head around it was so jarring. Yeah. To me, when and I was. And every like, once 18. in a while, you're
1: like, oh, you have to like relearn it. You like it's like yeah. two years into Donald Trump's presidency, you're like, holy fuck, Donald Trump is the president. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wait, like that you had what? to like you have to like yeah. reconfigure it every <laughs> once in a while where you're like, oh yeah, that person's really not alive. What's really crazy is he died in two thousand two. Pre, like MySpace, even so, like no text messaging (laughs) or anything like that. (laughs) But like, I'll still once in a while be like, "Oh, I should text him." Like, I'll think of something to say to him, and I weirdly like the the reflex in my mind is like, "Oh, I should text him," and it's like he doesn't even know about
0: texting. (laughs) That's not even
1: a thing. Maybe
0: he heard about it (laughs) through the grapevine. It got around, right?
1: (laughs) Um, But yeah,
0: no, it, it is weird where there's like certain times where like. And I don't know if you get this, but like I'll see someone that looks like my friend's oh, sure, mom sure. and I'll be like, Oh, she's over there and I'm like, Oh my god, yeah. true.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, you have to re reconcile with it, re wrap your head around it all the time. Uh, which is weird because I was thirteen, I'm thirty two now. So this mm-hmm. is like a long time ago. And you know, more more than half of my life ago. And still you have to you have to go, Oh shit, yeah, that person's not alive. It's a weird thing. To, like, have to relearn all the time or rethink. Yeah, of. what
0: do you think, like, helps get over that, like... Because t- I'm sure at some point, like, when it first happened, you were in denial. Um, like, mentally, what helped you get past that stage? Probably or, like, watching what-
1: my parents deal with it and realizing that this is way harder for them. Uh, yeah. Not that that makes me feel better, but you go, like, oh, this isn't just my thing. This mm-hmm. is, like, a whole bunch of people, including people... That were even more involved in his life than I was, meaning his parents, my that's parents. That's their, like, yeah, that's their song, Yeah, it's, like. right, it's no matter how you cut it, they were probably closer with him, because right. that's their kid. Mm-hmm. I was super close to them, too, but I, watching your parents deal with that kind of thing, you're like, oh, I have to kind of be tough mm-hmm. um, about it. Not that I, I mean, not that that's You also want to be tough for
0: them, I'm sure. Well, exactly. I'm sure you put that and, pressure on yourself.
1: Yeah, and like, how bad can I feel for myself when like they're trying to deal with it in front of me too? Like, they're trying to be tough right, hold it in together for me. you.
0: Right, and I'm sure you thought too, like, if that's the best that they can do, like, in front of me, having to like be stoic almost in front of you, like, it must have like been so hard, like devastating and so hard. For yeah, them. like, do you they, what I'm saying. Where they, it's they like, didn't if-
1: really like, they obviously fell to pieces in front of me, like, at the time. Yeah. But maybe, like, once each. Like oh, it was, shit. They, so they were, they were like, pretty, super,
0: like, strong.
1: They've been pretty strong about it since then. And, like, we've, yeah. I, obviously we talk about it from time to time. And, like, uh, yeah. I mean, luckily my parents are pretty emotionally intelligent people. Mm-hmm. And just otherwise intelligent people. And, yeah. yeah, having them deal with it in, like, a reasonable way, I think, helped me kind of figure it out but there is no figuring it out either like it's a very like impossible thing. there's to, not
0: like, like one path to be like over it or like
1: no yeah or I like mean, how
0: to deal with it like right there's cause no it's just it's every situation's different
1: yeah and it's rare hopefully rare that children die before their own parents so it's like yeah there's no rule book on that but um, yeah they both handled it pretty well and I think them handling it well in front of like myself and my Older sister, just probably helped a lot. Um, So that was good that they were as good as they could be about it. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, How did that impact? Like, I obviously it's an obvious question to know that that definitely affected you mentally and like your mental health. But how did that affect you? Like, like I'll give you an example. Like, there are some tendencies that I have um, for like wanting validation and approval and stuff like that because of like the way that my (laughs) all right I'm like this microphone (laughs) um (laughs) should I I'm only doing a podcast about me 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 and my mental health um no but so like for example there's a lot of tendencies that I have that are a result of the shit that I went through and it's not like oh this is me processing this happening it's like no this is it the way that it came out and the way it affected my anxiety and my depression and, and, like, the way I lashed out or whatever. Sure. So how did it affect you in that sense? Where, like, you, did you know, yeah, sorry. That's my question.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what, how did it affect my own anxiety and depression? Yeah.
0: And, like, how did it, like, did it make you, you know, act in a different way or I don't know.
1: Yeah. He died when I was 13, which is the same year. That I started smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, drinking booze, and See, lost that's my what virginity. What I was asking,
0: dude, yeah. you do know that's exactly what I'm asking.
1: And I started hanging out with other like other kids from like my punk rock friends from high school that I'm still pretty close friends with. All come from some type of fucked up family, mm-hmm. or maybe everyone does. But I my like but the, it's like that next level. The crowd I hung out with in high school and thereafter, like, were all. Yeah, I gravitated towards like kids that were like more fucked up than me, actually. Like I was kind of the normal one. Um
0: and what about before your brother passed away?
1: Well, before that I was twelve, so it's really hard to say.
0: <laughs> so true.
1: Um before but that did you
0: know, like now looking back, do you notice a noticeable difference between before and after and like your behavior who Sure. who you yourself so with?
1: It's a lot. Um that's a lot to answer. So
0: <laughs> before
1: he got Sick Whatever you want to call it Before yeah, he was It sounds sure. weird to say like Got sick Because it wasn't like he was No but that's sick. what we talk
0: about On the podcast Is how it's like a, It's an illness Like Sure Yeah
1: um, Before he was diagnosed Paranoid schizophrenic With delusions of grandeur Or whatever the fuck Yeah It was a bunch of A bunch of stuff uh, Before that He was like A very chill dude He was like Popular at school He was super good at skateboarding He's a really good drummer um, someone that people looked up to, someone that everyone liked oh. um, th- and that would have been like and then he he was diagnosed when he was eighteen, which means I was ten, and then, like in the years after that, he was still all of those things, but he would like periodically lose his mind mm. and be like in and out of hospitalization, on and off of medication, not taking <laughs> enough meds, uh, make big air quotes, making up for not taking his meds by taking too much later. Like, just to even out. Like, he was miserable on and off the meds in waves. Um, oh, anyway.
0: Yeah. So rough.
1: But um, it was, like... So before all of this shit happened, like, way before he died and way before he, like, had any problems, I had a super, like, typical, probably, like, better than typical, very, like, loving family. And I still do. But it was very, like, cookie-cutter, like, everyone under one roof. Mm-hmm. Super like nice life type of stuff yeah and then all at once like he started having problems my parents got divorced a oh, wow. couple of years later oh well, and then he was like full-blown like schizophrenic on and off like you're not you know there are moments of clarity but they're you know it's it's yeah, on and off Exactly. It's um nice. but then so like yeah parents split up he started having problems that got worse and worse and then he died and then so it's like a very clear cut like everything like when i was 13 like everything at once was like my parents were split up my brother was dead so like before when you ask like oh before that like i don't know i had a much more i had a much more typical child experience before that and then after that like a bunch of different things blew up all at once and then i you know started playing in bands and drinking and doing drugs with my friends
0: yeah. Um, Not
1: really drugs, just, like, weed.
0: That's interesting that you – well, but that's – but at that For age – For a 13-year-old, it's exactly. drugs. At yeah. that age, that's a drug. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but, no, that's so interesting that you say that because when I go to therapy and they say, what was your childhood? Like, I'm always like, I guess it was fine, right? Like, it was fine. But when I was 13, same shit happened, where my brother started doing drugs and then – um uh Too young for a 13-year-old. Same shit, right? Sure. Um, Parents got divorced. He moved out with my dad because he would, like, physically harm my mom when he got high because they would get in fights and he would, like, just lash out at her. And I don't think I've ever mentioned that on the podcast, but... My mom didn't... My mom was, like, the best mom in the whole wide world, so she was, like, I would never get a restraining order against my son, so, like, he just moved out with my dad and, like, just took some time to separate. So, like, in my mind, I was going through divorce alone at 13, right? Sure. And so everything after 13 also changed for me in terms of, like, my maturity, how I grew up so fast, like, stuff like that, where, like, I processed the world differently. Before, I was just like, oh, everything's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my brother still always had problems. Like, he has Asperger's, so, like, he's just always been, like, the oddball or whatever sure. the fuck, so... Um, but yeah, everything kind of changed for me at that age too. Um, and that's interesting cause that's like the same age that happened to me. So yeah, it was eighth grade for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ninth grade for me only because I'm young for my, I have a late birthday. Yeah. Okay. So I was, so like I was in basically in eighth grade. grade too. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, I've never like, I've gone to therapy and stuff. I've never, it's funny because like, I could have easily gotten on meds like if I said the right thing they would be like oh you need meds but of course I just never did that I think because actually that's not true I was briefly on Celexa okay uh for anxiety and then my mom was like oh that's like I was like getting used to it you know you, you have to like the first week you have, you you have to like adjust to medication yeah And your body's like, this doesn't feel good. And you have to like push through it. My mom was like, yeah, push through it. Totally. Blah, blah, blah. And then like a week into it, I was like, okay, I still don't really like this. I feel like I'm on a little bit of Molly all the time, which is actually kind of exhausting. And then, and then my mom goes,
0: <laughs> bro,
1: <laughs> the first time just, I took like, it,
0: happy and loopy kind of like
1: happy, but with like meth undertones. Oh <laughs> shit. So
0: you're just like happy, but like my heart's jumping.
1: Oh, I'm super happy. Kind of. And I only need four hours of sleep. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Um, right. No. And then like, so I guess I was getting adjusted to it. My mom was like, yeah, 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 take it. And then, uh, and then she was like, oh, by the way, that's the thing that your brother overdosed on and died. That exact drug was... The only option they gave me so casually. She's like, she's like, hey, by the way, because she didn't want to say that to me like in the beginning. She wanted me to see if I liked it, and then I was like, get this shit out of my body. Yeah, and that's not to like say that no one should take meds, but like I didn't.
0: Well, there's also a ton out there, and like of course you got the one.
1: I got yeah. I started taking them on sort of a whim, and they were like, oh, it was almost like a sales pitch. Like this dude wanted me to be on Celexa. He was like, this is the thing. It was so funny too. He's like the
0: commercial online.
1: I think they have commercials. It's I think it's a pretty mainstream one. He was like, he was like, um, it takes a minute to adjust to. It's not a big deal, but the first week you're gonna shit your pants and you'll never be able to come again. And I was like, that's cool. That's what he said. <laughs> not in those words. <laughs> he was like, it's gonna upset your stomach and you're gonna have trouble reaching orgasm. And I was like, oh, what's okay. the catch? That sounds perfect. <laughs> um, no, so I was on it for a week and then my mom was like, oh yeah, that killed your brother. And I was like, oh, I sh- yeah, I'm gonna bail on this. And yeah. I haven't been on. And anything since then. And it was really only for like a week. Um, but anyway, yeah, I've never been diagnosed with anything. But I'm sure, I'm sure I could be pretty easily.
0: What? Like what?
1: Well, I don't know that I have like...
0: Tell me. Well, I don't someone...
1: think of it as like, oh, I have anxiety. I think I just have an anxious personality and like an anxious way of thinking, which is probably diagnosable mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I go through... About but some... you
0: don't know the difference because you've only lived in one brain. Yes. So it's not like you're like, "Oh, I have anxiety." It's like, "No, this is just me and I'm an anxious person." Yeah, that, you say you're anxious because you're you find you're more anxious than other people?
1: I just overthink things sometimes. Yeah. I also have an easy time going with the flow most of the time, but mm-hmm. I get when shit's going not quite right, I get very overthinky. And the other thing is I go through bouts of depression, but I wouldn't call it like clinical. I think it's very circumstantial and I think it is exacerbated by drinking. I think I get depressed and drink about it, and then I think I'm really depressed, but it's actually just that I drink too much when I'm sad. And that's yep. sort of... And that's
0: so... Dude, like, you summed up a lot of, like, other people's and my own thoughts. I'm just saying, like, that was really well put together. <laughs> because, no, because it's really hard to be, like... Because I do the same thing with weed. That's why I'm saying, like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm not feeling great. Maybe I should get high. But, like, I'm feeling fine. Like, right. I'm just not feeling happy, Right. And I'll smoke, and I'll get super sad, and I'm like, I'm such a sad motherfucker. Like, I'm just evil. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, no, I just smoked weed. Why the fuck am I – that's why I'm fucking sad.
1: Oh, man, weed for me.
0: <laughs> Not a good one for uh, you. Some,
1: oh. Sometimes – like, I can do, like, an indica and, like, go to bed. Mm. Like, that's great. But if mm. I got high – be awake. And, like, did this podcast with you, It weed a lot of times brings to the surface everything I th- – like deep down think is wrong with me.
0: Mm-hmm. It'll be
1: like, remember that thing you said 12 years ago, you piece of shit. That's mm-hmm. my brain on weed. But and that's like, like
0: a lot. Yeah, no. I, yeah. And maybe that's a good <laughs> thing.
1: Maybe it's good to like hold a mirror up to yourself for a second and be like, oh yeah, I did that thing I didn't like and like mm-hmm. think about it for a second. But weed really shoves all that stuff in my face and it's like, maybe, I don't know if it's productive or not. Sorry, I'm just burping into the mic. My no,
0: that's okay. <laughs> um, you're totally fine. I was going to say that I so I was telling you earlier when you were like I don't smoke weed. I was like I didn't smoke weed, but then I kept doing it and now I get chill with it because I think when people first smoke weed, they just like smoke too much. Yeah. But I but I also don't know. Like I just think that it has a different effect on every and it's also had different effects on me at different points in my life.
1: Sure. Um People but are I always think, like, oh, you don't like weed? Smoke way more weed. And that'll that'll take no, care of itself. But not that's, if
0: you're paranoid to, at the start. Like, if you start right. smoking, you know, no. then No, but, like, more, obviously,
1: but. I don't really have a tolerance for it. And that's why I lose my mind. Yeah, yeah, smoke. absolutely yeah.
0: not. Then just don't do it. It's not for you. But, like, it's just, you know, I used to smoke it. And I would have panic attacks. And, like, I went through this phase where legit, I would, like, I literally, every time I would smoke, I'm like, oh, I'm gay. I'm definitely gay. And I'd have to, like, convince my, and my OCD would, like. Compulsively convince myself, and I was like, Wait,
1: that you're gay? Is that what she said? Yes, <laughs> okay.
0: and I would like compulsively do this thing, and then my therapist would, would be like, Well, do you find like this attractive? And I'm like, No, ew, and I'm like, Oh, okay, like, but
1: but it's e- your brain doing this thing that's like,
0: Like, anything fucking, that like I've fucking with you, that, yeah. like, because it's like, Yeah, women are hot, like, no one's 100% straight, but it's like, I would take it to that level where it's like, Oh, if I think they're hot, then I'm gay, and then I would just, and I don't know why I. Would think that's a negative connotation. It's just like I think that actually my therapist said. With a, it's a lot. It's this obsessive thing that a lot of people have when they have OCD. I don't know what it is about sexuality, but it's like anytime you have a thought, even like I don't know, even if like I enjoy sex once, I'll just be like my sex addict, and it's like no. Like I take everything to the extreme and then hamster wheel about. Right, it. Do you're. Do you know bring, what I'm saying? And then yeah. we would bring that out for me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, same. That's dude. why I wouldn't smoke it, and then. I don't know why, but I just became a stoner randomly, put.
1: <laughs> yeah. but like
0: it was a, I've yeah.
1: had, oh, I had one panic attack ever and it was, I think one ever, and it was mm-hmm. weed induced and yeah. it was not fun. Like I could not yeah. control the thoughts and images that were popping into my mind. Oh, and I shit. was like, Oh, I'm losing my mind right now. And it was like, no, my cousin was like, you're having a weed induced panic attack right now because you're hung over. It's new year's day and you smoke too much weed just now. And then he handed me two ice cubes. he was like here hold these and it actually like totally worked really yeah because it's kind of painful and it takes the focus off of
0: yeah it's like the senses your
1: brain yeah Mm -hmm.
0: no but i hope that makes sense i'm a very no that totally
1: makes sense your brain is just like hey fuck you here's this thought you can't get rid of and you're like and uh that's the
0: thing and then i convinced myself and i like i self-sabotage so like and the only time i had those thoughts when it was when i was dating saint james because i was like oh i'm just gonna like make my rel because I'm have something good, I have to make it bad because there's always has to be trouble or drama or yeah, something. Yeah. So I would like make it into this oh I'm gay. Why am I dating him? That's so rude to him. I'm gay. And right. I would just like spiral and I am like, it's like your brain is Wait, what? Used to And there's being... no one particular in mind when I'm saying I'm gay. It's just I'm gay. And I'm like, no truth, like there's no woman that you're in love with like it, yeah so it's just like
1: true i hate to tell you this but uh you're super gay <laughs> <laughs> you're the gayest person oh, no um yeah maybe maybe would it be is, a bad thing maybe
0: <laughs> at all
1: <laughs> maybe your brain is so used to being stressed out and anxious that when there's nothing happening you have to do it anyway yeah and exactly yeah
0: you cre- i create my own anxiety a thousand percent because yeah. i'm so used to the feeling For and sure. it also is probably addicting too where you're just like dah, dah, dah. when i have nothing to do i'm just like what why? Is there something? Is there something I should be doing?
1: Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Anxiety doesn't really let you chill out mentally all that often. Which is funny. Like, you start thinking about, like, outcomes. Like, you start mm-hmm. thinking, like, what if this happens? And, like, you just need a sane person next to you to be like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, yeah. mom, my mom's big thing is, like, dude, the thing you're worried about, like, shit's going to go wrong. Shit's mm-hmm. going to break. But it's not going to be the thing you think is going to happen. Yes. How fucking, how powerful do you think your mind is that you're going to predict your own like next disaster? No shit's going to happen to you. It's just not what you think. And that's like,
0: yeah, like I remember, um, that, you know about this, this summer, but like, I remember I was like, okay, I'm going to ride. I'm going to bike 10 miles every day, run a mile every day. Right. So, and that turned into like shorter. I was like, I'm not a fucking marathon person, but I'll do it like 4 days a week, right? Yeah. So I started to do it and then like two like a month in, I get hit by a car and then I never I haven't touched my bike. Biking? Anymore. Yeah.
1: Oh god.
0: You know that? You knew. I that. think
1: I knew that at the time and forgot. Yeah, I'm
0: sorry. so so I just I, I got hit by a car and like that fucking did I think that was what's... and I was like, I can't do this, right? There's something's going to happen. I didn't think that was going to happen. Right. You know, and like I haven't been on my bike since and like I mean, it's not like I'm terrified, but I also like don't really want to face those demons. But I think that like I never expected that to happen.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I got I... hit like
0: it wasn't okay. Like if I I don't think I would have had PTSD, but I did get hit like from behind, so I didn't see it coming at all. Like I literally just turned, and I heard someone screaming. I got hit all at the same time, right? But I have, as someone who's biked in Chicago, you bike all the time. You know when you're about to get hit. Like I've had situations where I'm like, oh, if I got hit, that wouldn't be as traumatic because I could see it coming. Yeah. Like I fucked up, or like they cut me off, and I could see them hitting me. It's this happens so fucking yeah. crazy that I'm like, i ne- ah, everyone's behind me. Like it's just yeah, it freaks yeah. me
1: out. Yeah, for sure. I ride my bike quite a bit around the city, and luckily have not been hit by a car yet. Which that's one of those that's not that. Sorry, random, I have to knock on wood. That's that's, that's one of those that's not that random. Like if you're riding your bike enough in Chicago. You might that get hit true. by a car. That is true. You might that get hit true. by a car. Yeah. But, um. but for sure, like, it's not going to happen, like, the way you think. And it's not going to be <laughs> like, uh-oh, here comes a car. You're just right. like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: I'm just, You're like, just on like, the ground bleeding. Like, Oh, yep, fuck, I just got happened. hit by a car. Yeah. yeah. My,
1: my most, like, physical PTSD experience was um, 2020. It was 2020. February. It was right before the pandemic hit. I thought it was 2019 because it feels like four years ago. Not that that's four years ago, but you know what I'm saying. It feels so long ago because it was pre-pandemic and time has moved slower. But uh, it was Super Bowl Sunday. I had a show at Shithole that night, and I had just enough time to go visit my friends who live in Bronzeville, which is, like, just south of downtown. Um, You would take, like, the Green Line from downtown, like, a few stops. And... It's not like a particularly rough neighborhood I don't think I mean I've been there a decent amount But I hopped off the green line And there were these two dudes eyeballing me Like the whole time on the train Like definitely trying to intimidate me Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I kind of thought nothing of it But I was like this is weird And then they got off the same stop as me So I hung back and let them go I was like I'm going to hang back for like four minutes Five minutes Like maybe look at Uber Like instead of walking Right. And then I felt like such a dork like pulling up uber to drive me two blocks and i talked myself out of that because like the uber was going to drive me the exact two blocks that i was about to walk Mm -hmm. and then i was like i'm being such an idiot so i like just started walking and it's like i like took um i walked on the street that was like not an alleyway like it's a street but there's like a park on one side and like the side of a brick building on the other side
0: i know yeah so there's like no
1: one around yeah no witnesses And then it wasn't those two guys. It was someone else. This dude rolls up. Wait, (laughs) sorry, what? The two dudes that like I thought were going to kick my ass. Do you think that they
0: like planned it with this guy?
1: I sort of doubt it. Um, Yeah. This dude rolls up on a Divi and there's two types of people riding Divi bikes in the city. There's people who downloaded the app and rented a Divi. (laughs) And there's this dude who was like, oh, fuck, where would he get a Divi? Like he probably stole a Divi. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Just like, oh, this is a sketchy character on a stolen city bike. Anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, dude comes up and he's like, where are you going? Where are you from? And he's like shouting at me. And I'm like, ah, I don't know what to say. Right. And I'm like going to my buddy's house. That's like very close. And then he just like started punching me in the face.
0: Holy shit. Oh,
1: yeah. This dude punched. My head several times, bashed my glasses into my face. I was, like, bleeding. I thought I was going to die because, like, I just had this moment where I was like, oh, if he decides to kill me, like, that's what will happen. Right. Holy
0: shit, dude. I'm so sorry. I didn't know if he had a
1: gun or anything. But it just felt like one of those things where I was like, oh, I'm going to be just on the news. Random? Dead tomorrow. It, yeah, I think he was just kind of not well or, like, I don't know. <laughs> Let me put it this way. The Super Bowl had already started and he's, like, in the street punching people. He wasn't, like, headed to a party. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is like, a right. sketchy, possibly mentally unwell person. Um, anyway, yeah, he got me, like, two, three times in the head. I, like, like, stumbled, fell down, got up, and ran away, and he didn't follow me. I ran back to the train. And the lady, I was like, hey, like, I need to hang here for a second, like, while my friend comes to pick me up. And the lady behind the glass window thing like working the train like had no sympathy she was probably scared of me because i'm like bloody right she's probably like i don't know what the fuck i just don't (laughs) talk to the thing she
0: sees on the green line like all day dude
1: yeah and then these like random dudes walked by and they were like you good and i was like yeah and they're like what happened and i was like i got my ass kicked and then everybody (laughs) laughed (laughs) (laughs) and then i uh my buddy picked me up we watched, like, the first half of the Super Bowl, and then I went and did shithole that night. Um,
0: With a bloody face?
1: I mean, it was – yeah, I cleaned up a bit. I mean, I went on stage and told this story. Oh, I okay. tried to do material, and then I was like, all right, here's what just happened to me. And I, like, tried to, like, write punchlines into it or whatever. But um, anyway, the point is, that happened right before COVID. Mm-hmm. And then – COVID. <laughs> COVID hit. And then when you walk down the street during COVID, there's no one anywhere. So right. like if you're like if I'm like walking to the store, it it would be like me and one random guy. Do you have pepper spray? No. You should but just get that? it just felt like oh like this is this is how it felt when that dude just started. Did punching you say me like the what face. the fuck or like? I think I literally said what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then COVID started and it's like you're alone all the time in the street and it's oh like, yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Like there's no witnesses anywhere during like early COVID when we were like really locked down. It sucked going places. So like the whole next year it was like me walking down the street with zero other witnesses. And I'm like, oh, this is just going to happen And that's all the you time. think
0: is, like, zero witnesses, zero witnesses. All the time,
1: yeah. But nothing like that ever happened before or since. Um, it was just, like – anyway, that was pretty wild. But, um, yeah, just don't – Just don't – Just don't get off the green line and expect yeah. not to get punched in the head by a guy <laughs> on a divvy. How cocky of me. It's
0: fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, it
1: was weird. Anyway, uh, what else?
0: <laughs> no, I was just going to ask, like – how does all of you know like the divorce in your family because we didn't even talk about that like the divorce and stuff like i just want to know how mentally like that was and then also like what your depression looks like because like some people are in bed and some people are high functioning depressed like depressives i guess is the word
1: um yeah my parents were very like mature about it they didn't really fight in front of us Mm -hmm. um they both have very separate alibis about what happened Mm -hmm. as far as like like, one of them is, like, I tried and it just didn't work. And the other is, like, this was out of nowhere. So, it's, like, they have very different perspectives on what happened. Oh, which is fine. But, like, they're, they're super mature. Like, when it's, like, my birthday or something, and I'm, like, obviously now I live in Chicago and I'm from Buffalo. When I go home. I'm like, guys, we're doing one birthday. Like, I I want to see everyone at the same time. Right. We're not fucking around and doing th- two different things or whatever. They'll do it. Like, they're really cool <laughs> about it.
0: That's nice.
1: Um, no, they're super chill. And <laughs> I don't really know. Like, they got divorced when I was like nine or something. And uh, yeah, nine or ten. And like, they were, I don't really know any other way. You know, my parents have been divorced most of my life. So that's just kind of normal for me. But they weren't that bad about it. Like I know people whose parents like will not be in the same room together. Yeah, my, my parents, parents were are like that for pretty a chill. Second. Very different people though. Like it's weird. How long have your
0: parents been divorced? Um, do, 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 eleven years.
1: Okay. So for me, it's more like twenty. Okay. But I'm at a point and. You can speak for yourself. But, but your parents
0: I'm, got divorced. Oh, okay. I yeah, think yeah, I
1: was, yeah. like, 9 or 10. Okay. Um, but my point is, they've been divorced for so long that now it's weird that they were ever together. They're so different <laughs> I, to me. They're so different to me that I'm, I like... I still
0: feel that, dude.
1: How were you even married to each other? You're yeah. so weird. Like, they were also, like, 21 and 25
0: when oh, they got okay. married. So
1: it's, like, yeah. yeah, of course. Like, you're different people now. You don't know who you are when you're 21 years dude, old.
0: Dude, I just have to say this. So, um... It's so funny because, like, for some reason, all my water polo teammates had divorced parents, and literally the bleachers were like, just like half this section and then half this section, like moms and dads, and it was like spread out. Everyone was spaced so far apart. It was like like, the mom section and the
1: dad section, kind of, (laughs) but like
0: it was. Yeah, pretty much. But it was, like, everyone who was, like, near each other wasn't near each other. And it was just, like, divorced parents, like, mom's over here, dad's over here type thing. But, like, kind of, it was so weird. And we all laughed about it. And they
1: wouldn't even group up. They're like, I'm here alone. It is very important that everyone sees that.
0: (laughs) They should just have, like, walls, like, for studying, like, right next to them.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I, um... Yeah, the divorce, I don't think the divorce fucked me up that bad, because, mm-hmm. or I guess I wouldn't know, because it just seems normal to me. Oh,
0: shit, okay. Yeah, see, I don't remember my parents, like, in love, or, like, having a good relationship, but I also don't remember their relationship that much, but what I do remember was bad, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't remember a lot, either, from, like, being young when they got divorced, so.
1: yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like, my grandparents' generation, well, same with you. Like, our grandparents' generation would never, ever get divorced. That's just Mm -hmm. not a thing you do. Yeah. And then our parents' generation, like, more than half of them probably are divorced by now. And then our generation just, like, doesn't get married, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I have friends that are, like, I have Mm -hmm. friends that are married or, like, engaged. But I feel like so many people our age, like, aren't, just aren't going to do that. Because we watched our parents, like, fuck it up so badly. I
0: think it's that. But I think we also have such a um, career-driven generation where it's, like, you need to do this and this and this and this. And everyone's so – I think our culture has turned more individualistic as time has gone on. Because, like, I feel like my mom's generation or our mom's generation is, like, more, like – about family and stuff like that. And now everyone's like me, me, me. It's like that trophy mentality where it's like everyone's a winner and it's like everyone needs to be on this certain path doing these certain things. Yeah. Like this certain age kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that that also contributes to it.
1: You also don't hear as many women in their twenties and thirties being like, I need a man. Like yeah. that's not really exactly. Cause like also anymore. the
0: culture has changed where it's more individualistic and it's like about you and your sexuality and your upbringing and your yeah. growth. Right. So it's like, Oh, if I want to stay single, then it's about me. You know what I'm saying? It's more, and not that that's a bad thing, but it's like everyone's so focused on themselves and like also whole entire movement about how like women should be equal. Yes. Like, of course. Sure. But like that also plays into the like, women are going to do what they want to do and they don't need a man. They don't, you know? So yeah. It's you like,
1: certainly don't have as many people like creating families in like when they're 22.
0: Yeah. Cause it's not like it, like in that time it was like financially that would make sense. No, it just doesn't. Everyone's, like, broke till they're, like, 30. I I don't fucking know. Yeah. I feel like it's, like, a long time, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. So, I don't know. I think um, that's... I want to go back to what you said earlier, though. It's, like, interesting that your parents... Do your parents now talk about, like, anything with the divorce and stuff? Because my parents were pretty good about not telling me shit.
1: No, like, there was no, like, big thing that happened. It was just...
0: Fell out of love type of thing.
1: It was one of them. I'm trying to be as vague as possible because my last name will be attached to this (laughs) podcast and they'll hear it. (laughs) One of them was like, hey, I wasn't happy for a long time. Mm -hmm. And the other was like, oh, that was out of nowhere. And that's those are the stories that they both stick with now. Mm -hmm. I think they were just not great at communicating. And uh, it's so funny now because their lives are so different. now. My dad remarried like within the next like two years. Mm hmm had another kid so i have a little sister now who's 15 mm-hmm. she's like one of my best friends she's so cool and Aww. like my dad's been married to my stepmom for like almost 20 years i assume okay pretty, so how long have you known years.
0: your stepmom though
1: since i was like 10 or 11 yeah
0: oh shit okay yeah and
1: she's like been in the picture this whole time so my dad just immediately like resettled down and it's going great and like whatever and yeah. my mom got remarried and then divorced again like Pretty quickly oh, wow. And then she's just Kind of like I think she just Likes being single Which is so cool Because
0: Same with my mom Yeah, Cause she, she's not
1: Sitting there being like I need to figure out How to get a man Into my life She has her own home Pays her own mortgage doesn't want anyone to move in with her and will not move out of that house. So okay, she's yeah. just like, so,
0: no, I was going to say, cause my mom's not single. She's been dating someone for three years, but she doesn't want to get married. Is what I'm saying. She yeah. enjoys like the independent freedom of being like single, so to speak, in the sense that she's not attached to like, she doesn't need to share finances with anybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like be like live with anybody. And I think so, once yeah. you figure
1: out how to do all that shit on your own and like my mom's in her sixties and like she, there's no, there's absolutely no financial or like security motive to like, involve anyone else at all she's like i run this shit i run my own life like i don't yeah, need, yeah. She's a
0: strong independent woman
1: which is cool it's funny that like my mom is the example for me as a man where it's like well I, hey I,
0: why well
1: no i just mean <laughs> i know I, I don't mean it's weird it's just funny because like my dad remarried and is perfectly happy right but my like my mom's picture of like i guess what i mean is i have these two examples my dad is like Did the same thing again, but, like, did it better this time. But maybe your
0: values align more with what your mom's doing in the sense that she, like, does what she wants, and maybe that attracts you because you want to do, you know, what you want. Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, I'm not even single now, but, like, when I was single, I was like, oh, there's different options. I can Mm -hmm. be in my 50s and 60s single, and that'll be fine, too. Like, my mom has her shit together. It's just she doesn't really need, like, she's not super motivated by other people and being in relationships with them because she will do what she wants to do regardless she's super independent it's crazy but it's cool
0: that's awesome yeah that's for awesome. sure that's that's why because like my dad's happy in relationship but like me and my dad don't have a great relationship like now we don't really talk that often whatever yeah but my mom i look up to her so much and she um very similar qualities to your mom where she like does whatever she wants and she's like, I'm an independent woman and like she's just like she has class and that's just what I like wanna emulate. You know what I mean? For sure. It's like being that strong like strong independent woman but not like a bitch but like just so like poised and like just she's collected I didn't like, think you were saying
1: I didn't think you were saying your mom's a bitch for the <laughs>
0: <record>. <laughs> no but I'm saying I don't want her come off like I'm you know like this bossy sassy woman she no she's just very independent and no same like together. my
1: mom's not even like jaded on relationships she's just not super motivated to get into one because she's like got her own thing going on
0: yeah exactly and like because my mom same with my mom where she'll like she has her own like jewelry business and she just loves it. Like, she just... Like, she has so much passion for it. Yeah. And um, she just, like, doesn't want to, like, date anyone... Like, date anyone that, um, I guess, would, like, deter her away from that. Like, she has her own thing. Do you know what yeah, i like, exactly. has Yeah, exactly. She doesn't even live with her boyfriend because she's like, I just want to, like, have my own home to come to. That's and, so like, much compromise She loves the single life so much that she's just like, I have to have some part of, you know, independence and freedom.
1: Yeah, dude. Same. My mom is the same way. She's in her late 60s and she's part of a bicycle gang mm-hmm. uh, I want to say biker gang but they ride bicycles and they're like super into cycling and they all have like expensive ass like road bikes <laughs> and like when someone turns 70 they'll go on a 70 mile bike ride and like shit, shit like that where it's just like yeah she's just like she has trouble finding people that can even Holy keep up shit, with her that's so cool yeah wow so she just like my parents are both retired and my dad has a family and that rocks for him and she like does skydiving and biking and shit do like you,
0: that. Do you have a good relationship with your stepmom?
1: Yeah, she's great.
0: Awesome. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I have nothing to say to that.
1: <laughs> No, no yeah. but that's awesome.
0: For sure. Um, yeah, because I know step families can be super difficult. The one that, I mean, I'm, I've always had a... No, she's difficult.
1: awesome. She's always she's been always super difficult. cool, and I think she's always kind of recognized like, that she's not replacing anyone for me.
0: See, that, she, that dude, that's the key... That's fucking key, and people don't get that.
1: Yeah, um, like that when
0: they're. I'm not trying to replace them, but then they do things that do that. It's the best thing when they understand. I am never going to do that. So I, why should I? No, I don't she's act super, like
1: super chill, super funny, like low key, like dry funny, mm, just love that. really nice, and like definitely has never been pushy about like any type, like how our relationship should be or anything like that. She's just, just go with the flow. She's just so normal and chill, and like it's been great. the whole time yeah
0: so i was gonna ask you because we're gonna have to wrap things up i was gonna ask you a question um we didn't get to talk about your depression too much we talked about your anxiety and like the way you oh my my
1: depression is very run-of-the-mill i don't i just sorry i got sidetracked but i feel like i don't have anything that interesting to say about my depression except for uh
0: it it
1: ends up being exacerbated by me drinking about it and then i'm like why am i so fucking depressed and then you realize like Oh, you just made oh, okay. it so Okay, so that was your, worse. that was your,
0: yeah, but we didn't get like in depth because I know your anxiety, we talked more about sure. in terms of like overthinking things sure. and like the weed and how that like can exasperate. But I was going to ask you, like, what is some, because there probably are a ton of people that are younger listening, I guess, like younger than you. What, like, what advice would you give for somebody who's, um, I always ask like one more question, but uh, for somebody who is struggling with like overthinking, Oh. Like what's like if you had to be like here's one thing that helps me even a little bit to snap out of it.
1: Um, I think a big thing is like channeling it through something productive that you're interested in, maybe a creative mm-hmm. outlet or maybe maybe not a creative outlet but just an outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that can like occupy you and maybe focus that energy on something mm-hmm. that you care about, even if that's like reading a book or okay. whatever. But like um, for me, like. I'm super overthinky naturally, and mm-hmm. like I, when I'm not being an idiot, channel that into like writing stand up. That's mm-hmm. what you should do if you're a stand up and you think too much. You should write that shit down. A lot of it goes to waste because it's so useless. Like, I, you get into such a useless, overthinking type of mood where the energy just goes in circles, mm-hmm. and I don't even write stuff down, which is so psychotic. Um, like, <laughs> well, I'll but te- you're so
0: in... You also are, like, oh, so in your own head, you can't even, like, fathom, like, writing it down because you're just, like...
1: Dude, I'll text Lindsay head. Shaw just ranting about stuff, and, like, we'll go back and forth, but, like, I'll just say all this shit, and... Eventually, I'm like, why am I texting my friend all of this instead of writing it down? Like journaling I'm, and then
0: making I'm jokes out of it and I'm being insane
1: shit. and funny, yeah. and I'm not writing it down ever. So yeah. I think the biggest thing is like maybe finding something productive to do with that energy because yeah, that's great. it's not productive in your head. Totally. Like when <laughs> yeah. you just think yourself into circles, it, it's not actually productive ever. No. So if you could channel that into something um, useful through a creative process, I think that's probably pretty huge.
0: Awesome. Okay. And any any shows coming up?
1: Yeah, I'm doing Zanies on.
0: Yay! um, Old Town Rosemont.
1: June third at Old Town.
0: Awesome. June third, Old Town Zanies. It's the, literally like historically best comedy club. It's such a great club,
1: and Um, uh, I'm gonna
0: our first. Oh Feature yeah! Future weekend we did together at Zany's. That's
1: right, in that's, Rosemont. That's still the clip that I use, even though it's a year old, because that was right. Before, that was also February 2020. Yep, like right that was February.
0: right before. That's when we became friends. So yeah,
1: and <laughs> June 3rd will be my first time getting on stage in a year. Uh, so I'm definitely gonna bomb. And no, uh, you're not. Everyone go <laughs> see Zach.
0: Okay. Support him. Um, and then, where can people find you? Instagram. Or oh, whatever, you know, want to promote.
1: Oh, everything online is my name, Zach Deitch, uh, which has an insane spelling to it, but you'll figure it out. I guess I'll my, tag my you, name yeah. will probably be in the thing. Great.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you guys so much for listening to Doing Time.